On this episode of Resi Week, we talk CES wrap-up as well as bathroom technology. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Rosie Week, episode 362. It's not the standard, but how you use it. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for Aviation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Giles Sutton. He is the SVP of Member Success and Sales over at Cedia. How are you doing, Giles? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Matt. Um, great to be back after the holidays, refreshed. And after spending last three days with 100,000 of my closest friends at CES. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Uh, then we have Mr. Jason Knott. He is the chief content officer over at CE Pro. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing well. And Giles has 100,000 friends and I've got like five at CES. So I don't know which one's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning towards yours, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As uh, both of them alluded to, we're, we're I know you're going to be shocked. We're going to talk a little bit about CES. Uh, this comes to us from Residential Systems. Trends to Watch uh, has kicked off uh, the, the week that passed for CES 2023. Um, this is from uh, Tony Savoyna. Um, he covers uh, essentially six trends that he was expecting to see at CES. And I want to see what 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 uh giles and, and jason have to say about that but before we jump in to those six topics specifically giles give us a give us an overview of what you saw what stood out to you um and what you think the the future kind of focus was of this year's ces that's a great question i found it a really interesting show uh, from as it applies to our industry i must say you know, there's just so there's just so much product that is being developed in 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 you know the smart home uh, space and all these areas that are identified in this article as well. Um, but what's interesting is just you know as we see kind of expansion into health tech and some of these other areas, for me it just when I look at it all, it really when I think of it, what an integrator does. The shifting value proposition, I think, is that I think more, more now than ever, consumers need integrators to help them um, with with just the, the, the amount of technology that's available. And I feel like the conversation may start to shift away from, you know, simplicity of design or, or design centric products to more products that are kind of safe, that are, are that have sort of. That, that are private as well, because I, I don't know, I'm interested in to hear what Jason's thoughts are, but when you look at some of the products that are there that can diagnose mental health, you know, there was a product there that can diagnose, you know, ADHD, you have smart toilets that um, uh, conduct urinalysis, you know, all of these things that start to report things, you know, out to a cloud. I just, you know, I think now more than ever privacy is at the forefront of, of, of consumer technology. And I think, you know, this is really a moment for integrators where, you know, we, a lot of the products that are already being installed are on private networks and, and don't report off to the cloud. 
you know, we've been, we've been used to using those products for a long time. Now more than ever, I think that is the conversation I think integrators should be having with, with homeowners. Um, so it's not, you know, that, that's very high level, Matt, you know, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's, you know, it's funny coming away from it. I'm having those sort of philosophical kind of thoughts when I'm looking at CES. There's, there's obviously tons of technology. There's robots, there's AI, there's lots of sustainable technology there as well. Wellness technology, some amazing innovations in aging in place technology. Um, but that is what I sort of feel as a high level when I see all of these products, so many products. Um, it's, it's just, where is all that information going, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. Jason, uh, kind of same question to you. What, what did you see? What stood out to you? What is the, they kind of typically say that what we see at CES is what we're going to see in three years, right? It's got that, that product cycle, that, that life cycle. What was the trend that you saw at the show that, that stuck out to you as the one we're going to talk about? in the future? Well, I'll almost mirror what, what Giles said in that it's really almost a microcosm of what's going on in technology. If you look at how integrators are diversifying, think of you know the 60 some odd categories of, of equipment that we track in CE Pro. And then what Giles was just saying, AI, robotics. Um, if you walked into the LG or Samsung booths, it was about smart home. You know, they had their TV manufacturers, but it was about smart home. Sony did not have any TVs or projectors in their booth. They had car, a, that satellite system, and gaming. So mm-hmm. if you were an integrator, you were going to be disappointed by the Sony booth, quite frankly. Um, but it just showed you how these companies are all diversifying. And I'll, I'll put it two ways. One is, I don't know if some of it is just... Um, they're looking for a, a, a level of pizzazz. It's like, it's like some companies that I think have no business trying to diversify and then they have a robot in their booth. Um, whereas they're really a security company, for example. Um, they, they're trying to um, showcase the technology that is probably never going to see the light of day. Um, mm-hmm. But it certainly gets eyeballs and, and draws you know, helps the stock price and all that sort of stuff. And then you look at companies like LG and Samsung with smart things and, and smart home. And these are companies that are truly trying to diversify um, their, what they are known for. So I kind of look at it as what integrators are having to do. Integrators are becoming these wellness people and these, and, you know, think of all the different categories that we're covering. And that's what you're seeing now inside individual booths at that show. Yeah, that's really interesting. Giles, let me let me come back kind of to the one of the the points that the article made, and one of the things that I saw uh, quite prevalent in in the coverage of CES was the transportation and, and the mobility side. Jason mentioned uh, the Sony um, car uh, collaboration with Honda. Uh, Ram brought out their new electric truck that is available in three years or, or, or something down like well behind the the, the competitors um I, I i'm pretty close to detroit we're used to the detroit auto show uh over the years and, and growing up that was always the preeminent auto show ces has for all intents and purposes kind of taken that storm all of the big or, or the biggest auto news seems to come out of ces do we have any role in that realm 
connected cars, using cars as, as battery backup for your house, uh, smart charging. There, there's a lot of things that are kind of integrator adjacent, but it's a huge, potentially massive market as, as most of North America is going to move away from uh, traditional vehicles into electric vehicles. Is there a place for us in that world? I think there absolutely is. I think, as Jason said, I think it's it's kind of an adjacency. It's it's like as a, it's almost like a a response to this trend is where an integrator can step in. I had an interesting um, Uber journey back from LAX when I was talking about electronic, you know, cars with with the Uber driver, and he said, "Well, we get power outages all the time here in California. Can you imagine?" He said, "When." everyone is going to have an electric vehicle and at 5 p.m or 6 p.m when people get home from work every night people are going to start charging their cars what that's going to do to the infrastructure and i thought it's really interesting that an uber driver would would you know hone in on that particular problem but also a problem that is a problem that um, cdm members can solve through um through energy management systems and i think that's where we're going to be supportive of this of this trend i mean it, you're absolutely right. Automotive was huge at CES. It's becoming probably the top automotive show in the world now. And yet that yeah. hall was full of, of uh, vehicles. And it had there, there were also some acoustic engineering companies that were in there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it just this is where I, I see that we sort of are, are supporting that trend. We know that they, all these vehicles are going to have built in either Alexa or Google um, assistance. So they are going to, to a certain extent, be an extension of, of the home. Um, but that, but where I see us being most supportive is around the power management side of things. Yeah. We're already seeing it, you know, Savant had the intelligent power management system yep. that they had at CD Expo. Schneider was there. Uh, I got to tour through the Schneider booth at the smart home area at CES, and they were touting EV charging stations and intelligent, um, breaker uh, boxes. Leviton has a similar system. Uh, Giles is, is spot on there. That the um, and we're seeing the trend in terms of percentage of integrators who are adopting uh, electrical contracting licenses grow exponentially. And I was attributing that mostly to the lighting category, but I think that that's going to guide integrators into this charging category now. We tried solar a while back, and, and that was kind of a dog-eat-dog -dog business. Now, that doesn't mean that that may not come back for integrators also become, you know, power service providers like that. So um, I think I, I think that the transportation area is the, – the car is going to be an a extended room of the house. That's the way integrators need to be looking at the car. And, in fact, there was we, – we wrote a little article on, on CE Pro, this Ahira, I think that's the way you say it. A hundred and eighty thousand dollar SUV with a pop-up uh, video screen, the length of the dashboard and surround sound in it. That it's it called it the a home theater in the car. So already the car is trying to become a room of the home. So let's make the integrators see the car as a room of the home. Yeah, I like that, Jason. What is your take on the amount of health technology that's there and, and how that plays in? Because you had. Everything from the the gimmicky stuff, um, the the knockoffs of the the Dyson face mask thing <laughs> that we covered a couple of weeks ago, um, to a lot more 
traditional health uh, care things um, in terms of sensors and, and, and air pollutant monitors and, and all of those things within the health space. I know that there's a push in the industry to go after the wellness category. And there's a lot of talk about it. I, I have yet to meet more than a handful of integrators that are successfully going down that vein. Does CES and, and, and the products that are offered there and promoted there, does that offer a better opportunity for integrators to go check that out? You, you mentioned how, you know, if you went to the Sony booth, you were disappointed. But when you're looking at other verticals, is this going to become the show that you really kind of need to go to, to see these other verticals? Yeah. And I think it, a part of it comes down to, I know what, what CD has done with the Propel program is making sure that these manufacturers know about our channel. You know, mm -hmm. so a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is, is DIY. And unfortunately, all it does is widen the gap between the DIY and professional installation. I love it that integrators are, will be there and they'll, they'll see the latest IAQ monitoring systems and sniffing air systems, that sort of stuff. The, it's a double-edged sword because it, it introduces integrators to the category, but we've got to make sure that those manufacturers know that this is the channel that they should be, or they could have a product. I'm not saying they can't have a DIY product or go direct to consumer, yeah. but they could have a professional install level product that could go to integrators that, that, they could bring to their customers. You're right. The integrators that I've talked to are seeing wellness um, uh, resonate only with their high-end customers and they can't seem to get it past that high-end customer level. Um, but I, I still think it's a viable category. I think I, I saw uh, somebody go through the nine different categories of wellness and integrators are doing seven of the nine. Mm -hmm. You know, an audio system is, is a, is a, a health benefit. A lighting system is a health benefit. Indoor air quality and central vacuum are, uh, are health benefits. So there's a lot of things that integrators are doing already. They just don't perceive themselves as wellness. But again, we've got to get these manufacturers to recognize the, the, the Cedia channel as, as a viable channel for these products. I completely agree, Jason. And actually, it was interesting. I was on a Parks Associate panel. You know, they run their Connections Conference at, mm -hmm. at CES. And um, a lot of that discussion was around exactly that. There's a lot of emphasis on product, product feature set, product design and development. Not enough thought around the go-to-market strategy for a lot of these manufacturers. They think that, you know, yeah. you just put a product out there. And people will come and buy it, whereas actually not not thinking about how these are going to be installed. The other thing I think is that there's far too much emphasis on what matter is going to do. I think matter is definitely very important. Don't get me wrong, but there is a little bit like everyone's thinking that matter is going to be the solution to this. And we all know it's it is just quote unquote a standard. You know, we've worked with plenty of standards as integrators since you know, serial connectors. We know what a standard is. It's not that that is the problem. It is the, it is the configuration and customization to the customer's needs that is the specialism that an integrator can bring. And unless you're starting to bring in, you know, AI technology that starts to kind of monitor homeowners' behaviors so that these systems sort of auto-configure, which I don't think we're quite there yet, matter is not going to solve that problem. So it, I completely agree with you, Jason. You know, there's not enough thought around the, you know, the go-to-market strategy and and the fact that 
you know, there are, there's an entire workforce here that is, if, as long as the product is reliable, it integrates with everything. There's an API to, to, to products that integrators work with regularly. They will ensure that the, those products are installed correctly and reliably and, and, the, and, and it has more chance of success than just putting it on a e-commerce site. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. It's it's not the standard; it's how you use it. Um, just before we leave this topic and, and go into our next, I, I want to come back to one thing you said right off the top, Giles. You were talking about the the network security side of things, right? We were, we're traditionally as an industry tried to do everything in a in a closed network as much as possible. Everything is now talking to the cloud. I continually push back on that a little bit because. I don't know if we want to touch that side at all. To me, I want to make sure that we're building secure networks, but I can't control what the manufacturers are going to do on their end. And we're seeing more and more attacks are not coming because somebody opened a port on a router. They're coming because somebody hacked into the manufacturer's cloud system. And that's the side that we have no control over and no liability but nobody's going to go after the toilet manufacturer. We're not going to name the names, but a toilet manufacturer who's got a smart toilet, they're going to come after uh, the people that were in the home connecting the Wi-Fi. How do we navigate that? Can we navigate that? You're, well, we can navigate it by ensuring that the homeowner makes the right decisions with the technology they install. I think you're absolutely right. It is a, it is a concern because we don't know where all this data is going and how secure you know, it's funny, I actually watched, I don't know if you've seen the movie that's just come out called Megan, that is about an AI no, robot. No, not yet. It's an, AI, it's an AI robot that basically goes rogue and starts murdering everyone. So it is a kind of, but it's, it, I, I didn't know whether this was actually- Sounds but, accurate. <laughs> it's in the home, you know, there's a voice assistant in the home as well that starts to become corrupted. And it's kind of like, it was kind of funny, this movie comes out at exactly the same time as like CES, where you're basically seeing kind of robots everywhere, you know, companions for kids, because it's kind of similar to that. But mm-hmm. um, I think that the, 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 you know, we, there are more um, robust networking products that are being released, but really the, this is where there are, there are some concerns when you look at these products where there isn't enough oversight. And I think integrators are skilled at navigating all of these products and ensuring that they are the right, that they are secure, that they are in a closed network. And, but that, that's really kind of what I was saying earlier is that I think we need to put more emphasis as an industry uh, about our skills in that area. Because I think people look at this and go, oh, I want that little cute little robot in my home or, you know, the, the smart toilet or whatever. And actually, it because it looks like it's fun and gadgety, but actually, you know, that could be a gateway into the home very easily if it's hacked. And um, I think just integrators need to be telling that story because we have a lot of experience and skills in that area that, um, as I say, we need to emphasize, I think, more. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right, gentlemen, let's change topics for a second. Uh, Otherwise, this just becomes the CES show. Coming to us from CE Pro, uh, three approaches to installing a smart sound system in the bathroom. Uh, Experts from Ferguson show three solutions uh, to enable relaxing soundscapes in the bathroom. Uh, Read through the article. They cover uh, three really good kind of budget points uh, to, to get in the door to do uh, essentially technology in the bathroom if you are not already doing it. Jason, let me let me start with you on this one. 
one of my biggest takeaways from not only this article, but any time that uh, we as a company have gone into the bathroom uh, from a work standpoint is we're, we're doing one of two things. We're either plugging in, you know, a Sonos and putting it kind of on the counter for the client, uh, or we're putting in a fully function tied into the rest of the home, in ceiling speakers, TVs behind the mirrors, the whole kit. Um, we've recently seen some interest in some of the Kohler products, uh, which A are named in the article, but they're also the ones that we hear about. Um, where clients are asking if we can use that aspect of the Kohler system that's in the rest of the Kohler shower system that they're putting in. How do you go about working with companies that are not traditionally in our space, like Kohler, who have have exhibited, have shown interest, but at the end of the day, most integration companies are not getting a knock on their door from a Kohler rep saying, hey, we want to talk to you about this one little sliver of our business that really is an add-on to you know the massive bathroom systems that we sell. How do you go about developing those relationships so you can figure out not only if it's if it's viable, but how to how to best use it and, and integrate it into the rest of our platforms? I think what you just described is going to change uh, in that I believe there's a reason that Kohler and Moen had massive booths in the smart home space at CES and they were debuting just as you were talking about the transportation, this becoming a car show. They were debuting this stuff at CES, not at KBiz and IBS a few weeks down the road. They were debuting it at CES. And you see companies like this. is If we take the analogy of what happened in the lighting space, the lighting companies realized that the electricians were not going to be their advocates for selling very expensive fixtures. So they turned to our channel. Logically, we're seeing it in. Um, uh, Companies like Braun Newtone in the um, uh, airspace um, with their uh, new product. I think it's called Air Access. I can't remember what it's called, but they're realizing the HVAC guys don't want to do a connected fan in the bathroom uh, either. So they realize they've got to go to the custom integration channel. I think Kohler and Moen um, are going to recognize that the plumber is not the guy who's going to connect the toilet to the internet. The, in fact, they they have no idea how to do that. So they're going to have, if they want to sell their $11,000 toilets, then they're going to have to target just our same conversation we were having before, the custom installation channel, because this channel is the most intelligent contractors who can go in there and do this connectivity for their products. So if they're going to make smart products, they've got to have a go-to-market strategy with the, the custom installation channel. So, um, I was excited by the fact that they're there with these smart showers and and you know smart irrigation systems, leak detection systems, and all this water management element. The integrator, they are at some point going to be knocking on your doormat. They are at some right. point going to be saying, we can't get this through our traditional channels. Please, Mr. Integrator, will you help us deploy this? Giles, kind of kind of following up on that, how do we go after that market? It, it, should we should we have a spot on our website or our Instagram of hey you know here's a here's a Kohler toilet that we can integrate for you 
Well, this should be where I do a, like a shameless plug for the Cola Cedia program, where basically, you know, <laughs> that where Cedia members do get, you know, access to Cola products at trade price, which is all those spa products, but also more importantly, um, leads from local, um, from Cola um, showrooms. And I think that's the way to look at it. It's that this is a phenomenal way to reach the design professional. I mean, everyone knows who Cola is. They're in all the big, you know, major markets. They have um, phenomenal connections with with design professionals. And this is, it may not be, you know, the core, you know, system that our integrators install, but it's a phenomenal way, you know, to get leads and, and create opportunities. And I think it's it's something that shows that you're more aligned with the design professional and you're not just about, you know, putting TVs on walls. And, um, you know, we're working with Kohler over, over tr- ways that we can offer, provide actually training to the design professionals on how to work with integrators. Um, so it's that that's the way I would look at it. Um, that opportunity is right there. I completely agree with Jason. There's the, they've already said that they, you know, the plumbers are not the right people to install these very, very complex products. Um, our, in, our integrators are the right people to do it. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it up. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, Giles, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia, where can they do that? Either on LinkedIn, Giles Sutton, or uh, message me through, through Cedia. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Mr. Knott, if people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they find that info? Um, obviously, go and subscribe for free to both our print publication and our newsletters on CEPro.com. And I'm on Twitter at, at Jason W. Knott. Excellent. Thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.